Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Hello, everybody. We are here again, bringing you the best podcast in town. I do love doing this. I love coming to Sunridge Wells. I love coming to the studio. I love seeing producer Paul's little Ed. Uh, he's got a beard now. You want to see it? It's great. No hair on his head. Cracking beard. He looks bloody handsome, he does. Um, I love coming down here, and it makes me feel like I'm doing something bloody marvellous. Uh, before we get into it, um, a bit of admin, uh, do us a favour, if you're listening to this, become a patron please that would be lovely uh with that if you become a, a patreon you'll get access to over 50 archive interviews uh you also get early access to our filmed interviews that like, because we've, we're videoing these now and you'll get that before everybody else um they've got we've got some more stuff we're going to be adding to the patreon list very shortly um and it just helps us keep the lights on you know like a couple of quid a month you won't even you won't even miss it you won't even miss it you won't even see it it's gone a couple of quid that's all we want helps us keep this going um so if you go to patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast or click the link tree link in the podcast description and in all of my social media bios so that's instagram and twitter and it's on facebook and things like that if you click that that'll take you to everything that we do that'll take you to our, our patreon page and just i say please bung us a couple of quid that's all we ask a couple of quid and then we can keep this going we keep bringing you the best podcast in town so that's patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast or click the link tree in my bios and my bios if you don't know if no if you're not following me yet i am rich wilson on instagram uh i am rich wilson on twitter i'm on facebook rich wilson uh we've also got the, the website which is rich uh, rich wilson comedian.com um yeah follow me come on let's have a chat i'll get messages from people all the time we have a lovely chat it's really cool i might not get back to you straight away but i'll get back to you eventually all right but we do have a nice chat some wonderful people out there it's a lovely little uh lovely little network you'll be involved with so come and join us anyway right that's the admin done please become a patron come on stop mucking around right uh so this week on insane in the membrane I was joined by the brilliant comedian Chloe Petz. Um, we've been talking about doing this for ages. It was one of those ones we couldn't get diaries lined up, um, you know, and Chloe's blowing up at the minute, so difficult to nail her down. But we managed it, and it was such an easy chat. I, 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 I sort of know Chloe. Not, we haven't really spent any sort of quality time together. Um, so, and when, when it's like that, because most of the time, or a lot of the time, I've sort of had a chat with the people before, or you know, I've met them somewhere, or we've we've kind of had a, you know, a, a, and it, a, we've spent time together, and you know, and so on the on the other, other occasions where I haven't, I'm always a bit like, oh, where is this going to go? Is it going to be good? Is it gonna be, are we going to be? Are we going to get on? Are we going to have a nice chat? And I tell you what, this is such a, it was such an easy chat. Chloe's so easy to talk to. Um, and we covered so many, so many bases. We covered all sorts of things. And I think the through message of the whole thing is just like, we just want everyone to be equal and just, just be able to get on, you know, and live their lives, you know? And you'll find out about all that, what we talked about in the episode. So listen to the interview and then go and see Chloe's show, Transients. It's at the Pleasance upstairs at the Edinburgh Fringe every night at 6 p.m. She'll be taking it on tour afterwards as well. It's a brilliant show written by a brilliant comedian. You are guaranteed to laugh your little socks off. So, with that in mind, shall we get on with it? I think we should. So coming up in a minute is the brilliant Chloe Petz. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well, mate. Thanks for having me. Ah, it's about bloody time we did this. It's been ages coming. It has been a while, but I'm so pleased. We're here now. Good. It's good to have you on. Um, are you, so you're moving else, did you say? Yeah, moving moving east on Friday. Oh, yeah. Where are you going east? Hackney Downs, near Hackney Downs. Very nice too. That's all right. Uh, yeah, I feel like incredibly posh. I've, <laughs> I've been south for like six, seven years and um, yeah, it's a big, big change. Very exciting. Yeah. I tell you what, it's funny because I'm from south. And having lived east now, I'm like, oh yeah. No disrespect to anyone who's still south. I mean, east, east is is, is it the place it, you know, it's very I'm nice. glad to I'm glad to hear that from a southerner because I don't know. I feel like people get very protective over their areas, don't they? So it's, it's yeah, unnecessarily so. You know, like, it's just a place. Like yeah. you know, I'm you know, I'm obviously you're proud of who you are and who you've become, but I don't really think it's anything to do with where I'm from. Do you know what I mean? It's more to do with the work I put in to better myself. True. You know and you know what? It, it's funny because, like, funny you say that because I come from Kent, obviously, but I identify more as a South Londoner. And I guess that's because mm. I've got this sense of community here and also Crystal Palace. So it's yes. kind of like I can still be a South Londoner because I've got those things that sort of ground me there. Yeah. I'm serious. Because I was born in Bromley and then the first place we lived was Palace. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's, I do, there's a connection there and I do love when I'm over there and I feel, oh yeah, this is where I'm from. It's very nice. But when people get really angry, when you, when you mock where they're from, you're like, chill out, mate. <laughs> yeah. Chill out. It's a shithole. What's wrong yeah, with Yeah. 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 <laughs> Have you not looked around? <laughs> yeah. Come on, mate. It's unbelievable. There's a Union Jack flag over there. Come on, mate. <laughs> I was talking about that the other day and it's come up on here a few times and it's now in my set when I'm like, whenever I see a Union Jack draped outside of a house, I never think, oh, I'd love to have a cup of tea in there. <laughs> so good. So good. It's what it's like, is it just, I get it, be patriotic. I suppose this ties into what we were just talking about. You know, you can be proud of your country and you can be proud of bits of it, but I think it's been hijacked by extremists where they just go oh this is oh, this is we're pure and we're this and we're that and you're like again mate relax to be yeah, fair you're, you're, all... being a, you're being a little insecure like yeah 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 that's it that's it yeah yeah <laughs> and to be honest we're all fucked <laughs> doesn't matter where you're from <laughs> oh what a lovely what a lovely yeah so there we are <laughs> oh god i feel good i feel great <laughs> And this is what it's all about. We knock it all down and then we build it all back up again. That's what we yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so how, how are you? How have you been? You know what? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, just that the house move is sort of, mm. it's one of those where I feel like I should be more stressed than I am. But I, I think um, I've just got so much better at like managing stress and yeah. anxiety and stuff like that. Because it's, it's fine to feel them, but 
I think now, whereas before, if I'd feel stressed or, or anxious or something, I'd be like, well, this is me. This is me forever. Well, that's just how <laughs> I feel now. And now I've, it's happened enough times that I can kind of go, give it a couple of days. It will be fine in a few days. And, um, and also just like the move will have happened. By Friday, I'll be feeling so chill. And I think, well, why, why was I worried in the first place? So, yeah, yeah it's just, um, yeah, I, I feel pretty good, actually. I'm good. excited for Edinburgh. That's what I'm really excited about. Oh, I know. Me too. And I wasn't even going to go. But now I'm like, ooh, yeah, yeah, okay, here we go. I'm actually, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Look, I've got a show that kind of, because there there's no pressure on me. It's like I wasn't really thinking of doing one, and then it kind of just this show just fell out on me. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, go and do that then. All right, that that must be such a nice position to be in, where like you haven't you haven't worked for it. It's like a nice um one of those poos where you just go and <laughs> just with the slightest pressure. Oh, how it pops! Oh, <laughs> oh, that was nice. That was that. You look back and it's vanished. <laughs> oh, oh wow. No. Oh yeah, and then um and then you wipe and um. There's nothing there, and you think, did I even poo at all? <laughs> <laughs> I think <mean>, you're <laughs> they're the best. Oh, this is effortless. But it was, I think, because I'd been talking to people for it for years, and and I, you know, I, I, I'm, I do this to myself where I'm like, oh, I'm getting a bit fed up with comedy. I'm getting fed up, fed up with my material. And someone said to me, well, write some more then. <laughs> I went, oh yeah, okay. And so I was after the lockdowns and everything. I just felt, I just felt there wasn't a pressure. To sort yeah. of, it's like you know, I can I can do this, and then and then sort of material just started to happen, and then suddenly it was like, oh, there's enough here for a show. This is all right, and then did Macfest, and then it kind of like I was like, oh, excellent, all right, because it if, wasn't you know no pressure. So it's a great. word of caution though, if you're just going by Macfest, no, <laughs> go and try it out somewhere else because that is imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah, everyone just lapped it up at Mac, and and you go to a club in London, and you're like, oh, it's every bit of it is shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think it was the Monday after Mac. I did it again, and I'm like, oh, there's fuck all here. There's nothing here. This is shit. But it's funny you say that though, because I feel like so many people have had that experience coming out of lockdown, where essentially like we we just like arbitrarily made up pressure within our industry because because mm. there's no like. There's no way of doing it. There's no like, right, you do this and then you get a promotion and then you've got this job title and then you get another promotion and you've got this job title. It's we make it all for ourselves. And I think someone just taking taking it away from us and going, "Um, you you can still exist without this. It's absolutely fine. Made us all go, oh, oh, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, You have to be in a position of, I don't care. It doesn't matter to be good at comedy because yeah. if you go on, an audience can sniff desperation on you. Oh God, yeah. God, so you, yeah. you just got to go on, just feeling calm, feeling chill, think almost thinking, "Fuck you!" I don't give a shit about any of it. <laughs> <laughs> but that does. That's true. The day I thought, the day it kind of clicked, and I went, "I don't give a fuck." It kind of <laughs> that was it. And it wasn't obviously. I do give a fuck to an extent, but it was. I stopped worrying about what other comedians thought about me and because you're always trying to impress your peers or you're trying, you know, you want, you want the right groups of people in the industry to go like, oh yeah, yeah oh, you know, I was like, look, if you like what I do, you like what I do. But as long as we're decent to each other in green rooms, it doesn't really, doesn't, the rest of it doesn't really matter. Do you know what I mean? As long as we're not, you know, fucking each other up, let's just, let's just yeah. have a nice time. And it was, a, it was liberating. Incredibly liberating and also going like this one gig or like saying no to this one thing. That's not going to ruin my career. That's just one thing. Um, And I I don't know whether that, maybe that just came with like age and moving through the industry. Because I do think there's also that thing of, as you say, like feeling a bit insecure and feeling Mm. a bit like, yeah, you've got to prove yourself to the more experienced and seasoned comedians. Um, And and then when you, you sort of, realize that you don't need to slash maybe maybe it's the bad thing of like you do actually prove yourself to them (laughs) (laughs) maybe the anxiety wasn't like an unfounded one the whole time (laughs) well you do need anxiety i think i think there is an element you know like someone says to me recently do you still get nervous and i'm like it's not really nervous as in i don't think i can do it i know i can do it i've been doing it long enough but it's kind of like it's because every every gig is different and every gig could be the one where you eat shit 
And yeah. so there's that one. Is this going to be the one? Am I going to? Yeah. Am it's, I going to? It's not. Can out? I do it? It's will I do it today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly it. And it's funny, interesting, like you say, bringing up the saying no, being able to say no to things, and not worrying about being completely. That's it. They're never going to work with you again. I think that's true. In uh, outside of our industry, I was just saying to my to my partner Kate, and I was talking to her, and she she got re- she gets really overwhelmed because she takes on far too much. And she was having a bit of a having a bit of a cry the other week, and so I said to her, "I'm like, you are a. If you turn around and say, look, I can't do that now, but I can do it another time. Why don't we arrange another time? Being able to do that will just release you from so much pressure. Mm. And I say that as someone that used to do that myself, you know. And you feel something. You feel quite powerful as well. Like I said no to something last week, where two years ago I would have been like, I have to move. Mm. Earth, Earth to make that happen. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I was just like, no. Nah, do you know what? I don't think I want to do that. I think I just want to have a nice day, at going on a walk with my girlfriend, and we had yeah. a lovely time, and I didn't regret it at all. It's nice, yeah. isn't it? Just because like, you know, there's that because we do catastrophize, and we like I know like Kate was like, but I don't want to let anyone down. If I say no to them, they're they're gonna, and I'm like, they're not gonna hate you. They're not gonna hate you. They're just going to go, all right, well, we'll do it another time then. It's it's fine to say no to people sometimes. I also think there's an element of like, in the nicest way possible, I, well, I don't know how to word this. <laughs> this is going to be but, good. <laughs> but we're not, the, sometimes we think we're the centre of the universe and we're not. So like, yes. if, if someone's texting you like, can you, please, can you do this? Like, you, like, it's an amazing opportunity. They've probably text three other people if they need it. Yeah. If they need it covered last minute. So it's you're not letting anyone down. Like it'd be nice to be able to do it, but um yeah, just you, you it's not all about you. No, exactly. I think that's it. It's yeah. It's so many... girlfriend, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I think I think she does. She just worries that people aren't gonna like she likes you know, like we all wanna be liked and I think she worries that people won't like her if she says, I can't meet you for coffee or I can't meet I, I can't we can't do that thing. And I'm like, it, honestly, if you just say, because I, I used to do that. I remember years ago, a bloke, um, Ian, said to me, he said, because I kept, what I'd end up doing was making plans with lots of different people, but uh, then I'd have to let someone down because it was always at the same time. So then, and then he just took me to one side and he went, stop saying yes to people. He goes, because in the, in the long run, if you let them down like that, they're going to, they will not like you and they won't ask you to do things. Like sometimes people pleasing can be counterproductive because. Yeah. Yeah, then you just become a massive flake, and no one likes a no one likes a flake, Rich. Oh my God, no one likes a flake. Just say if you if you really don't want to, then don't then say no. That is it. And I, again, I've I've learned that the hard way. But, but I, you know, may I also say, Kate has nothing to worry about. I met her the other week. She's absolutely lovely. Yeah, she said she said she met you. Lovely. Tell her to suck it up. Stop being <laughs> Stop being a like, dickhead. Yeah, <laughs> calm down. I'm pissed off with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking chill out, babes. <laughs> do you are you do you have a good relationship with your missus? Can you tell you can talk to each other about stuff? Imagine if I was like, no, nah, actually, it's, 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 it's I, I, I didn't <laughs> know how to know, word it. <laughs> I've come onto this podcast to break up with her. I'm just going to play it. To, uh, no, we we have oh amazing communication. Actually, I feel yeah. so lucky, and it's one of those things where um. Like, it doesn't matter if there are problems in a relationship or, like, it doesn't matter if that person's, like, perfect, like, perfectly exactly how you would like them to be. Yeah. It's more about... Because you're never going to be able to find someone that perfectly is exactly what you're not No. You're always going to... There are always going to be shortcomings or um, difficulties or miscommunications. But within that, if you are then able to just have a chat about that and like team up and basically help each other through and like kind of meet halfway be willing to apologize meet in the middle then obviously that's the way to to go so it's not it's not about the problems in the set in in themselves it's how you communicate about them and i think it takes it, it takes time i've never got two years into a relationship and yeah it takes a long time to like work out those things and make mistakes and yeah i feel like we're, we're just we're, we're building up a really good shared common yeah. in terms of working through all stuff and that's yeah, nice it's this it's like i know what you mean it's having uh, i've been in a few relationships before and now i've actually been able to sort of look at all of those relationships and go 
what did I, rather than, oh, she did this and she did that. It's like, what did I do? What did I, what did I do to make it shit? And what, and what am I going to not do going forward? Especially the last, my last relationship was pretty, was pretty heavy going on both sides. We just both, we both did things we're not proud of and we should have been, you know, we, but we just got to a point, there was so much pressure, we were just banging up against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you look back at that and you go, right, I don't want to be in that situation again. What can I do to make sure that that doesn't happen? What was I saying? What, how was I being? And, and so I'm really, I'm really aware of myself now. And so, when there is something that will come up and it's a bit irritating, rather than go, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm like, um, can we just have a chat for a bit? I know this is, and, and it's going to be clunky when you do it because you're going to get it wrong. And I go, just, you know, when you said, you know, when you just keep, you keep on about that thing, I'm like, I did say I'll do it and I'm about to do it. So probably mm-hmm. you don't have to ask me again, you know. That I'm, argument, I'm Rich. Doing it. That yeah. argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I said I'd do it and I'm going to do it and I'll get it done. And then, that is that's that's the most classic of all arguments in relationships yeah. of like f- fuck you for asking me a second time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. If it's like if it's been if you've asked me to do something and then it's been like a week and I still haven't done it, then you go, well, that's fair enough. But if it's like a day and then the next day you go, have you done that thing yet? You go, well, no, I said to you I couldn't do it. I'm going to do it. But I'm going to do it. <laughs> you're uh, you're entering into old married couple territory there, Rich. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's that's, better that's than... That's a nice place of comfort. <laughs> yeah, but it's better than going, for fuck's sake, I fucking said I'd fucking do it. Fucking, you know, and just yeah, shouting at each other. Throwing the lawnmower into the bushes or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to... I want a nice, easy, chilled out vibe. I want it to be cool. Most of the time, anyway, when I'm asked to do something, I'll go, yeah, fine, and I'll do it straight away. If it, unless it involves like money and I've got to buy something, and I'm like, look, I haven't got the money for that yet, but when I do yeah. it, I'll, I'll, I'll do it then. But most of the time, I can go, yeah, yeah, fine, I'll do that, and then I'll, and I'll get it done. Because then, then there, there isn't the argument, and then there isn't the pressure, and then I'm, and then I feel like a good little boy because I've done what I was asked. You get a little pat on the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that predominantly what you argue about then, like? So we of, haven't, uh, yeah. There hasn't, racks of service. There isn't, we haven't argued so much. We've just had, it's been a bit tense and then we've been able to talk about it. That's good. But there hasn't been any, we haven't had a Barney yet. And I think I'm really aware of, again, having been in relationships where there was a lot of conflict for mm. whatever reason. And I'm so aware that I don't want to go back to that. That if I feel it building up, I'm like, look, I really don't want to argue. Can we have a chat? Or you know, let's let's find yeah. out why, what, the, where the tension's coming from. And it sounds shit, and it sounds clunky, and it, and it's, and that doesn't work for everybody. But because of, like I say, because of what's gone before, I'm so keenly aware that I don't want it to go back to that. It's so, you know. it's funny what what language you use. Would, would mm. you distinguish like a chat and a discussion as different from? An argument. I, I, that yeah. feels like quite a basic. I feel like I've. No, it depends on the. Argument. Depends on the on the uh, on the octaves. <laughs> <laughs> if it's loud, it's an argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going up, if you're going up the up the range, then you know. Because I think a chat is kind of you know. Yeah, I know. It's a shit question, but I think I'm just interested in the idea of like when does a chat and a discussion fall into the argument category, and I think it's when. Like what you describe of your ex is like when neither of you are willing to meet in the middle, where it's yeah. just like a, I've I've decided that I'm here for my agenda. They've decided that they're there for their agenda, and you can't be compassionate to each other. Yeah, exactly. Right? Whereas yeah. chat, chat, and a discussion is like I'm turning up, and I'm like really like open body language. <laughs> yeah, palms, like, open palms. Yeah, tr- <laughs> trying to empathise and put myself into your shoes and make space for you, yeah? Yeah. I tend to time, I'm, I, I, a few times I've come at it with, right, why is she stressed? And, so, and see what's happening uh, from that side rather than me coming at it with, why are you having a go at me? You kind of, why, mm-hmm. what's happened? What's happened? Don't why, get defensive. Yeah. Don't get defensive because it ain't, yes. it's not about you, is it? It's about. Yeah, exactly. The best, um, the, I, we say that though, but I think there's something to be said for having an argument sometimes though. Because Oh yeah. One of the um, best things that I, sticks in my mind when I did therapy um, the last time was 
I came in with an issue and had been like, oh yeah, a mate did this and and, she, and it really upset me. And then I tried to explain why she, what she'd done wrong and she wouldn't listen. So then I shouted at her really like loudly mm. and I feel so bad about it. I shouldn't have done that. That was really out of order of me. I should have explained my thoughts clearly. And my therapist was like, well, well why? Because like humans have been given the faculty to shout. And as long as you don't do it in an aggressive way, as long as it's more about how like tr- like using your last line of a t- not attack but like the last thing you have available to you to show that person how much they've hurt you mm. like it's a good it, sometimes you need to be angry and i think sometimes like again as long as it doesn't become toxic or um aggressive or violent in any way like i think an, an argument can sometimes almost like shock the relationship a bit and kind of go yeah. oh hang on a minute like i actually God, no, I do want to fight for this, and I do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I know exactly what you mean. You do need that sometimes, just to, just to get it, just to get it out, just to get. Mm. You know, it's all because, because all the time you're saying, "Oh, can we? Right, we're gonna have an argument. And I really don't want to. Can we have a bit of a chat?" And then you're skirting you do, around a bit. Yeah, and you're like putting, you're like putting a lid on the pressure. Yeah. Whereas sometimes you just gotta go. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> then it all out. So yeah. Are you, are you scared now of going back to that? Do you feel like you're are you, you're not keeping stuff back because you're worried it's going to go to an argument or? No, I think I'm just, because I've had therapy as well. Yeah. Like we had couple. there was couples counselling that I've done, not this time, but before. And then mm-hmm. I've had counselling on my own and finding out where my, where my issues were sort of stemming from. And we really figured it out and it was really cool. And it's like, oh, that's why I've always been a bit angry because of this. And then it's like, well, there's no point in me being angry about that anymore because that's, that's not going to rectify anything. Mm. So I'm really, I'm really aware now of what I'm annoyed about, you know? So yeah. normally it's cause I'm skint or, you know, or just, oh, I'm a bit tired, but I can figure that out. I'm not just barreling around being angry anymore. Cause I've, I've sussed it all out, which is nice, yeah. but I do. And I, and I've seen, I've seen how destructive it is when you do lose your temper. I've mm. seen, I see, I, I don't want to, I just don't want to see that look in someone's face when you lose your shit and then you can see they're really upset and, you're, and I really don't want to do that to someone anymore. I think it's it's different on a bloke as well because of mm. of essentially how men have been through history, really. That, yeah. I don't know, maybe it would be easier for me to display anger in a more like managed way because it wouldn't have the context of it Yeah. usually blowing up into... To something bigger and violent so yeah. and 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 also i think a lot of women have experienced anger in like negative ways where it like tips over into into um something something worse than, yeah. than shouting so yeah i imagine i imagine it's hard to navigate yeah in terms of displaying your feelings in that way yeah and i do know because it takes me a long time to get to that point because i i am you know I'm really chilled out. I'm really cool. But then suddenly I'll just, it, things will build. I, I, used to, I used to let things build up over a, a, over a period of time. Yeah. And then suddenly I'd blow up over something that's just bollocks, like a yeah, chicken yeah. burger or something like that. <laughs> you know, and you're like, I'm not even angry about the chicken. What am I losing my shit for? <laughs> and just, Imagine if you were just angry about the chicken. <laughs> I'm so much. <laughs> I'm fucking sick of this. They don't put enough in. And it just, <laughs> it's, Yeah. I am, do you know what? I am, having been in a really, really volatile relationship, I'm just more, I am really more aware of it. And having received, been been on the end of volatility, that will change you as well. You can't go, oh, shit. Mm. You see mm. it, you see it from the other way. You can't go, fuck, oh, that's horrible to be on the end of. Mm. And so... You know, and so you think, and that that makes you really you kind of go shit. So when I lose, when I shout and lose my temper, that's what I'm making people feel like. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to feel like that. I don't. I certainly don't want to make someone else feel like that. Because when you're on the end of it, you're like, it's it, especially when you're like, where the fuck is this coming from? And all this awfulness is coming at you, and the worst things you've ever heard just coming at you, mm-hmm. and you're just going. The fuck! I can't. How do you deal? How have we got here? How yeah, have we yeah, got yeah. Here? And yeah. H- how do you deal with this as well? Is like often in the aftermath of an argument, the thing that I find is like how how do we rebuild from here? And yeah. and usually it's like you just wait a couple of days and let the emotion like 
essentially drain out of the situation and then and then you can kind of look at it and go look i'm sorry i did this yeah and i reacted in that way because you did that but yes sometimes uh, those those that conflict is so big that maybe it can't be rebuilt yeah so that was yeah, that's, it's couples therapy <laughs> that's what it got got to a point like we can't this is we're obviously not meant to be around each other so let's let's, let's not be around each other because and that's what it is is bad it's that shit chemistry and whatever else it is um but yeah that that i think i do you know what it's funny talking about the way uh, what happened right so on saturday i was doing a gig and as i'm on Two fellas, one after the other, went out to the toilet, and the toilet was right in. It was basically in the room. The toilet door was in the room, so the fellas were getting up, and they kept and they go to the toilet. So I was taking the piss, going, "I can't believe that bloke's behind that door right there, having a wee." Like as we, it's just bricks and mortar and wood, and I was taking the piss. Then he came out, and I was giving it, giving it, giving it, and we had a laugh. And but then a woman did it as I was in the middle of a beer, and she got up and went to the toilet, and I just sort of, and I sort of looked corner of my eye, and I just carried on. And then someone made a comment, well, you're not going to take the piss. I went, I feel, I don't feel it's appropriate to take, because it, it just seems, it just seemed a bit more aggressive mm. for me to do it. I mean, all, I'm all for equality and things like that, but I think it just made me think, I'm like, nah, I'm going to just, there's no reason for me to do that. But the bloke was fair game. I'm like, I'm going to ruin you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it was, it, yeah. but that's a whole, like, that's the whole, like, thing of comedy at the moment now, isn't it? Of like, who who has the power and where do we mm. so therefore where do we punch and like you know a man taking a piss out of a woman in a toilet has a different air yeah. to it, as you say than like you know two two blokes giving it to each other um and also like we don't it would be it would be amazing if we lived in like a post-race post-sexuality post-gender society in which anyone can ha- take the piss out of anyone but but unfortunately we don't. We still mm. live in a society where it, there's like power structures and and all this. So I think you made a great decision. And what you should have done is whoever commented you just jump off stage, punch him straight in the face. <laughs> I should just give it to him. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That poor woman's been through enough, don't you realise? <laughs> 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 but it's it's yeah. It's interesting to see how things are changing now and things that were pumped into me as a kid. Now you go, oh yeah, that doesn't make sense because you were sort of like listening to what the to what the adults said, so you just kind of trusted them because they were the grown ups. Yeah, of course. And so it's like when when you've got when there's there used to be you'd see news stories and they say, oh this woman's been attacked and blah blah blah, but it was always on her. It was always like mm-hmm. she shouldn't have been out. She shouldn't have been wearing this. And you'd hear the grown ups going, well look at her, look at the way she was dressed. Why was she out? She should have been. And it wasn't until very recently where it suddenly clicked, and I went, yeah, what if, where did, "Why are we doing that? Why is it on them?" You know, it's. Mm. I'm learning so much in these last few years. I, I'm just. I'm sorry it's taken this long, but it's because I, you know, I'm from a different time, so it, I just believe what the parents said. Or the, yeah, or the, absolutely. You know, but it's it's good that you're having that reckoning, and like, mm. I don't know. Um, not many. Not everyone is, and. I know, but lots of people see it as like a direct threat. Lots of blokes, I guess, I guess of your demographic would see it as a direct threat and people are saying, mm. you are bad, you have done this, you have done that. And it's like, no, what we're talking about is, is structural things and like, it's not your fault if you got taught the wrong thing, but it is your fault if you're now being corrected in, or, or educated or whatever and you're not listening. Yeah. You're, you're reacting badly. And, and I think, I hope we are in it that tipping point if you if you look at social media then i don't know that we necessarily are but i hope we're in that tipping point where people have like got over their initial feelings of like ego and guilt when it comes to their privilege being pointed out and we can now go okay i'm sorry about the things that i did and just kind of get on with it just get on with each other and not if someone calls you out not taking it personally just going oh yeah so i hadn't thought of it in that way thank you yeah i hope i hope we're getting there but i don't i don't know if we are i think we are if I if if I go by conversations I've had outside of social media, yeah, the general vibe is yeah I get it. Do you know what I've got other things to worry about. I get it. All right, fine. We're all going to the same toilet now. I just I haven't got time to worry about it. I'm trying to pay the mortgage. I've got <laughs> I've got petrol's through the roof. I'm trying. Yeah, all right. That's the vibe I'm getting from outside. 
Whereas social media is so extreme, it's just, oh, I'm not having this, you're taking away my rights, mm-hmm. I should be able to pee and shit in a room on my own, blah, blah, blah. And you know, it, so I think the extremes are on social media. But yeah, outside, people get it. Because I've made that mistake at gigs, and I've kind of gone a little bit, not preachy, but I'm kind of like, you need to be more, and they're like, we are. What yeah. are you shouting for? Yeah. You know? I think it's like with, it's like with again, on, on social media, there was, the, I saw a lot of people talking about pride and they're going, oh, this, this still, oh my God, it's been weeks. And you go, oh, this is why we still need to have it because a lot of people don't really get that it's a protest and that's the point of pride. Yeah. And the, fact so that you're, and the fact that you're, you're getting so the arse back. Yeah. yeah. You're the so you're getting the arse. you never had to worry about it. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, so, sorry that, that us being visible for th- four weeks of your life is such an oppression <laughs> to you. Like, the rest of our whole fucking lives has been oppressed. Yeah, yeah. Um, How did you find it growing up in... Because Kent famously, you know, not as progressive as a lot of places. Now, I've, I've found. And Kent, especially, you know. Kent has got... Uh, it's a classic uh, England flag outside of World Cup season area yeah Um, (laughs) england flags everywhere lots of nationalism i don't know it's 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 hard to say um i went to i went to a really nice school and Mm. remained sort of closeted until i was um 17 i sort of did the cold launch of my sexuality and then i did the hard launch (laughs) um at university and then told my parents when i was 21 um it's one of those where, like, I think it it, it, it could have been a lot harder. Mm. Um, I essentially managed to, like, tell the people that I knew would be absolutely fine with it and then run away to this sort of liberal haven of London. And, you know, lots of internalised homophobia and lots of particularly internalised, like, mask phobia. So uh, it's taken me a long time to sort of accept exactly, like, the clothes that I want to wear and how I want my body to be. And I think in my early 20s, like the sort of pain that came from not being able to express myself in those ways, like manifested through lots of like eating, drinking, smoking, Mm. taking drugs, like that kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, I'd say that in and of itself, like the Kent bit was was fine because I just lived not as the person that I was. Yeah. And then when it was then when I like moved away and had to sort of undo all of that stuff where I had the kind of reckoning, but I just feel so lucky. I got to do it around like it's an amazing supportive group of like queer friends, allies. And it made that transition and process like so much easier. And it was also like, it's also quite fun going on like a course of self discovery. Do you know what mm, I mean? Like, yeah. It can, it can, there, there were moments in therapy where like you'd come out and you'd be absolutely sobbing your eyes out, but the like sort of, it felt like, like, um, like spring almost where you, where you'd, you, you'd like feel lighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. A, yeah. Like a little bud coming through sort of the, the, the wasteland or something. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 I've had a few yeah. sessions where you come out and it's like, you know, after you've had heavy rain and yeah. then the sun comes out and yeah, then it's yeah, like, yeah. you can hear everything popping and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. feel you feel like free and like literally lighter. Yeah. Um, and so did yeah, you, that, yeah. Go on, sorry. No, 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 go on, go on. No, no, no. I was just um I was doing that classic space filling thing. Where, like, <laughs> I, I couldn't sit in silence, so I was just gonna say something in aim. because <laughs> <laughs> because there's loads of podcasts that I listen to and after a while I'm like, I'm like screaming at the host, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I want to listen to what they've got to say. So I like to give, this is all about the guest rather than me yeah. chuntering on. Um, but you're, but that's it. So you're, you know, you're, I think, because when I, when I grew up in Orpington, this is, it was, I don't, I mean, I'm just put, from my personal experience, it would have been very, a bit more difficult for people to come out in the sort of, in the 80s, 70s and 80s. It was, in the 80s, this would have been the time. Because that's when we were at secondary school, and you know, and I know I've said this before on here. There was a few kids in my school that would have come out since and, and are gay, uh, but I remember at the time them just getting bullied to fuck because they were a bit different to the rest. And you know, I went to an all boys school; it was brutal, you know. And then you think back now and you go, "Fuck, that must have been awful." And you're part of the gang, it's like because everyone was getting bullied, so everyone's bullying everybody else. 
and you think back, you're like, Oof, yeah, that's not my that's not my proudest moment. I think that's another thing that kind of fires me up to like do more, be better, you know, like going forward. When you think about this shit, and it, it, really, you were joining in with the get with the group. You were, everyone was like I say, everyone's bullying everybody else, and you go, all right, mate, fuck you, bit gay, mate, you know. And then you go home and go, oh god. Do you know what I mean? It was a weird time. So it would have been difficult, I think, to come out back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's, you're so right of, like, that group mob mentality mm. where <clears throat> it just at times would have felt impossible to be the dissenting voice that stood up and was like, no, actually, that's... Because you're essentially... When you're that age, you just don't want to be the one getting bullied. So you yeah, feel kind yeah, of relieved. Yeah. You feel almost relieved that that kid's getting it. And if you stick up for them, then like, oh, well, I'm gay too, then great. Yeah. Um but it's not it's not good. But I think that's also why I try and place my sexuality in context of like it it wasn't the easiest, it hasn't been the best, and like I still do experience like a lot of it's it's difficult to call what it is because sometimes it isn't homophobia because like people think I'm a man and like I don't right, know. Okay. It, it, it almost feels like sometimes I get, and I hope this doesn't negate the experiences of actual trans people at all, but I will get transphobia directed at me because of the way that I present. Really? Oh, yeah, big time. But but basically the point is like a, it was a lot worse in the 70s and the 80s and the mm. 60s, and I feel so grateful for like the people that went through that yeah. experience to make it a bit easier for me, and it's so nice watching... And obviously, like homophobia, transphobia is 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 awful. But it's nice watching a generation of kids start to be who they want to be. It's you when you talk to the kids as well. Having I've done, I've gone into schools. I did one the other week actually. You go in. It was at Gordon School in Woking, and they have you in, and we just chat to them about life, mental health, bit of comedy, things like that. And you'll be surprised how switched on people are now especially then these guys are like 16 17 and you're talking to them and they were going yeah we get it we totally get it about mental health they're talking about they were talking about pronouns they were talking about gender they were talking about also they're so on it and it's and you go oh this is all right so the next the next generation yeah. you know they're the ones like now we we're, we've sort of started the conversations and so there's still going to be a lot of resistance from people that i grew up with where they're just scared of it and they're not, they don't really get it. And, and then there's those old kind of prejudice from when they were kids because their dad was so anti-gay and so anti this, that and the other. And But now that next generation, like my lads, my lads are 24 and 30, and you talk to them and they're like, yeah, dad, it's not a thing. I get it. Yeah, go not, it. yeah, yeah. Why yeah. are you making a fuss? It's like, because it got to a point with them, and I've said this before, when they were growing up, I'm, I was so on it, and I was like, to a point, they turned around and said to me, like, Dad, we get it. We're not gay. Can you chill the fuck out? Like, <laughs> just... And I'm like, you were like, just make sure. for one of them to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, God. come on, make oh, me yeah, trendy. The musicals. Come on, <laughs> come on. Please. I want to look cool. Yeah, I need a, I need a refashion, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, now, but then the next generation, like I said, having spoken to them last week. They're on it. They're they're on it. Pronouns, the, the lot. They're like, yeah, totally, whatever. Yeah, it's just a part the, of their way. Like, well, it's just part of their way of life. Absolutely. And and the good thing is that you know, old guard of dinosaurs are dying off, um, mm. but because I'm I'm going around killing them. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. I think it would be quite a fun, funny. Like, no, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> quite the, quite a fun hitman. <laughs> cleansing. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, we're getting into dodgy territory now. Yeah. When, when you. They, they don't like it. The old straight white dudes don't like it when you talk about cleansing them. <laughs> they do not like that. No. <laughs> just yeah, just thaw them out. Um, yeah. it's, it's funny though. You mentioned like the people like with the trans thing yeah. directed at you. A lot, a lot of something to Kate about that as well because she's tall mm. and she's done it a few times. When mm. and you go, what? Just because someone's tall, you just assume mm. that they're a dude. And you're like, what? It's more than that. <laughs> but it's, it's just because, like, people have felt empowered by, like, the cultural conversations that are, have it, that are being had and, like, celebrities kind of backing transphobia and, like, politicians backing transphobia. Mm. 
people it's in people's minds they they like go into the toilet and when they see someone that looks a bit different because they've got short hair they're tall they're wearing men's clothes or whatever kind of clothes they'll walk in and be like it's my duty to police this space and protect and protect protect the women um yeah so it's just it's just mad um yeah i I get it constantly like i i now i will say i will say it because i feel like it's an important thing Mm. to be talking about but like i feel actively like scared not scared but like I hate going in public toilets or like toilets in a pub or toilets in a bar or restaurant to the point where like sometimes like, you know, on the bus home or something, I nearly pissed myself because I didn't want to go in the bar because I knew that I was going to get aggro. Really? Uh, would that, yeah, so yeah. you'd get, you get at what, for they, what would they, what, you're going in the wrong toilet or? It's not, it's not even like, <clears throat> it's not even that it will build to, it's not even that it will build to aggro. It's the threat that it will build to aggro because it has done in the past. Right. So like, I'll go into the toilet and, you know, the, the best thing that happens is I go in there on my own. Um, no one sees me. I go to the toilet. The second best thing that will happen is I'll walk in. No one will look at me. They'll just let me get on with it. The third best thing that will happen is that I'll walk in. Someone will look at me, sort of question, like look back at the door, look at me. And then that could go and then that will next then be like someone will active, actively challenge me tell them tell me that i'm in the wrong toilet and then i'll have to sort of correct them but i also feel like vaguely disingenuous correcting mm. them because essentially then what i'm doing is like announcing my genitals to them and like i don't think genitals and gender necessary like they don't correspond so i mm. feel like i'm sort of being complicit in transphobia there and and then the worst it will become like you know i've been physically pulled out of a toilet by a security guard. What? And yeah, yeah. And that day, like, I, I, I get a sixth sense for it, Rich. Like, I'll know from how people were interacting with me just when I walk out of the house, like, oh, people think I'm a bloke today because maybe I'll be wearing, like, a particularly masculine outfit or, like, I'll wear a hat or something and I'll be yeah. like, oh, today I'm, today I'm a dude. And then, yeah, that day it happened twice where a girl in one toilet uh, ran out like screaming essentially like really performatively like i don't want to be in here because you are and then later that evening i just about like processed that someone complained about me it was at o2 brixton and then yeah, yeah i got, got pulled out um oh, god f- 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 thankfully two two girls came and essentially like pulled the security guard away and like dealt with it um just strangers they were just like you can't behave to people yeah, like yeah, yeah. that and I gave him a right school and I felt so grateful for that, that I didn't have to do, do the more of the emotional, like yeah. all I had to focus on was like getting over the fact that I'd just been assaulted essentially. And they, mm. they handled the other side for me. So oh, that's God. why, I, yeah. yeah, I think, I think it's important. That That's essentially what my show is about really. It's just going mm. like, it's not that deep. It's just a toilet. Just leave people alone. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There's this this whole thing about oh, you know, women will be attacked. And but I had Danny St. John, Danny St. James, sorry, on on the podcast a couple of years ago, and Danny's gone through the whole like transition thing, and and she's and she's very vocal about it. She talks about it wherever she can. Um, and all my, like, like her activism is, is that's she's always out there shouting, you know, fighting the good fight. And she said, you know, do you have any idea how much money it's cost me to transition? And you think this is just so I can attack people <laughs> in toilets? Are you mental? It's just like I just want. This is who I am. This is who I want to be. Just leave me the fuck alone. I'm not doing it. If I, it's just the door. If I want to attack someone in a toilet. <laughs> I'll go and do it. I'm not going to spend thousands of pounds before. So on this, on this elaborate disguise, it's just, I think that I think, cause look, you know, that's how it should. I think that it's just the room. And yeah. And also, you know, you've got to remember like the only woman that has been in t- attacked in any of these stories is me by, by a bloke. <laughs> do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, I've never had a problem with a trans woman. I've had a problem with a cis woman. Mm. with a cis man like yeah i don't know yeah but, but it's people don't want to hear the reasonable rational thing like you could you could go to a transphobe and make 
the like rock solid argument that you've just made and they'll they'll find something to argue around it because they don't want to hear because yeah it's the next it's, it's exactly what we were talking about earlier isn't it like you you are a bloke of a of a certain generation of a certain demographic who's just decided to go yeah this ain't about me this is mm. like i'm just going to do my best to help other people whereas they've gone well i'm losing all of my rights and relevance mm. uh i don't feel as important in society anymore yeah i'm, I'm just yeah. gonna i'm just gonna pick an arbitrary group to blame <laughs> <You know? laughs> could, could be foreigners could be trans people could be could be anyone and that's yeah. what it comes down to, like you say, feeling important, feeling superior to, to other people. And, you know, I mean, you know, you get that you get that on all sides. There's going to be someone somewhere that's doing it because doing whatever they're doing to make themselves feel more powerful, and more superior than the others. But that's but that's a very tiny group. The, the, everyone else just wants to be able to live their life, do what they want to do and just be seen as equal with everybody else. And that's. Yeah, and I don't see. It's like when people go, "Oh, oh you, I've had it from family members where they're going, oh, I suppose you're going to come out with your woke shit now.'" And you're like, "It's not woke shit. It's just why can't you be decent to someone? Why do you have to be a wanker?" Like, Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> sit down for the Christmas Day lecture. Yeah. <laughs> ah, let's switch off the Queen. Let's have a proper. <laughs> Today chance. we're covering structural racism. Ah. <laughs> That's down PlayStation 2. <laughs> See, that's as well. I've had that chat with people, and I'm like, no, the system's fucked. The system's fucked. Mm. And they're like, what do you mean? I mean, the system's rigged against these people. So, How, how do just, people not see that, though? They, because how, it doesn't affect them. It doesn't affect yeah. them. And then, then you go, I've said this before, you go, how many photos have you seen of a black family stood outside the gates of their ancestral uh, family home that's been passed down the generations, their stately home. You go, there's none. It doesn't exist because yeah. the system's <laughs> fucked. That's why, you know, they did. And, and then you get that. And just saying this, I know there'll be people listening to this going, fucking hell, fucking rich. You know, who's he think? Yeah, like, what I would say to them is uh, number one, read a book. Number two, you're now on my hit list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, uh, just be I, decent I, to everyone. I don't know what's, what the problem is. Yeah, it's slightly more than be decent, though, isn't it? It's it's like being being the the version of being decent that we require is sticking up for people that have been oppressed for hundreds and thousands of well thousands of years. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how people just haven't got the memo yet, but they haven't, and we'll we'll keep. We'll keep giving them their Christmas Day lectures until they do. <laughs> uh, this big letter just fall out of the Christmas card. Oh, I thought this was money. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. This is, this is all the wrongs you've done this year. <laughs> but there's that. This, yeah, there's this, that. This there's, the <laughs> but there's that as well. I think people, people, like I've just said, we all fuck up. We're all human beings. None of us are perfect. All of us across the board, you know, straight, gay, trans, whatever we're none of us perfect and we all fuck up and i think that's what people need to get on board with because at the minute they kind of think like well they're just thinking that they're having they're being got out and they're the only ones that have done anything wrong you're like no we've all done stuff wrong none of us we are all from one day to the next we are heroes we are villains yeah and that's all of us but what what we do is we do it's it's like trans exceptionalism or black exceptionalism that we want every person who fits into an oppressed demographic to be the perfect version of that person. Yeah. What we we basically hold uh, oppressed people up to a greater higher standard than we do the norm, which is the straight white male. Yeah. So straight white men are allowed to be multifaceted and fail and do all of the things that you just outlined. But as soon as as soon as someone someone else makes a mistake, it's it, they are suddenly a representative of the whole yeah. of their race or gender identity or class or whatever. Yeah, that's it. Like you, like you know, there's been I don't know one example of someone saying that they identify as a woman and then attacking a woman, and then and that's not that, and that and that and then they go, right, see, see, that's what's happening across the board. People, trans people are just transitioning so they can attack people, and you're like, no, that's just one person. And then, like you've, like you just said, 
everyone gets lumped in with that thing, you know, like, or a, a person of colour commits a crime, then they're all criminals. And you're like, no, no, yeah. the, the, the reason this is fucked is because everything is run by five ra- white racist paedophiles. <laughs> and, and they can, <laughs> and they can, then that's it. They go, that's how everyone should be. So if you're not that, fuck you. And, uh, Rich. Are you, know? you are you QAnon, mate? <laughs> no, do you know what? I know people that are, and they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's the only reason is you know some some just... QAnon, and you're like, ah, I don't want to hang out with Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, conspiracy theories make me laugh so much because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. You go, ah, why? Bill Burr said it, and he was like, Wait, tell me the reason. Why would that? Why would you? Why would that? What? What? What's the point in telling me that the world? Is, is round and now it's flat and it's really flat. What's the point? What yeah. do you get out of it? And it just makes me laugh so much. I'm just like, what's the point? What's the end game? What do you get from that? You know? But they're, they're a good example of like, I used to get so bogged down in arguing with people that I thought was wrong. But like someone who doesn't believe in structural racism or someone who's a homophobe or something like that, it's kind of, you, I kind of are now just like, oh, I can't be bothered and it's quite funny like it's obviously harrowing and awful and like I want I would love to change that person's opinion but I've just stopped taking it so personally I'm just like oh that is quite funny how thick that person is (laughs) I think you have to get to a point as well you have to kind of go look everyone's entitled to their own opinion their own beliefs as horrible as some of them are and you kind of go that's just how the world is it's like yeah you're you believe that I believe this we're never going to agree and it's just an it's your opinion, and opinions are neither right nor wrong. They're just opinions. Yeah. You can't. You, you, I don't think you can. You know, you're never going to change the world. You never because then you go. Well, I want. I want the whole world to be how I see it, and then that becomes fascism, and then that becomes something else. But I think you have to get to a point. Where you go. Oh, do you know what? I'm just going to do my best. I'm going to be as good as I can to everybody, and I'm going to have. I'm going. If I need to, I'm going to stick up for people. If I if that if that comes up, but. I'm not. I'm getting tired of having these arguments with people that don't want. They don't want to be decent to people. They don't want to. They don't want this. To, they don't want to be. They don't want people to be equal. They want to be better, and they want people to be squashed down. Mm-hmm. They want to be angry at them, and they want. To, and they're going to have their bullshit opinions. You're going to find. Do you know what? You know. Here's a question though. If you if you were a dictator of this country, do you think it would be better than what it is now? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not going to say no <laughs> it can't be any it cannot be worse imagine I mean how, what could you do that would be worse than it is now with Boris and his fucking his fuck club some some people say that some people would say that if it's a dictatorship then it's by virtue of it not being a democracy it's already worse but then I also kind of think it is a bit of a dictatorship because they've got the media so mm. everyone's just going to vote for the Tories for the foreseeable future but even yeah even now i saw a thing this morning and the the main the main invest the main dude behind the daily mail has now come out and said uh you need to you need to stop um basically bigging up boris or i'm going to stop giving you money and uh and you go all right what's going to happen though they're not behind boris but they're still behind the tories so they still want it to be a tory government they just don't like him so what they're trying i think what they're doing the reason he's still in is because they're trying to find someone that one a wants the job and b it's going to give them what they want and get the people back on side and, and the reason the reason labor haven't turned the screw is because on johnson is because um he's doing oh far more <laughs> bad shit for that party than labor could ever do yeah yeah keep yeah. him in as long keep yeah 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 keep doing like, it mate you bury him until 2024 and uh the left will win this one <laughs> uh, oh <laughs> <laughs> to be, I can't believe what he's getting away with. To be fair, I just can you not believe it? I, I yeah, can't believe it. <laughs> well, you, yeah, but I mean, it's like, but now because it's happened so often, a new thing happens, and you go, oh, oh right. there yeah. we go. Yeah, of course he was doing that, and he just. But when you go back and think, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, a bit, it's an example that's been used all the time. But you know, Diane Abbott drank a gin on the tube, and they wanted her beheaded, mm. and yet that that dude is having sex with everybody. <laughs> And clearly, I mean, he's fucking us as well at the same time. And, <laughs> and yet, and yet, he go, like, he just goes, and he just carries on. And you're like, the, the visual fuck? metaphor, the visual metaphor for his prime ministerial reign is being asked a hard question and going and standing in a fridge. 
Like, <laughs> that's just his whole attitude. He's just, ah, I'll just go and stand in a fridge and once I come out, it will have blown over. <laughs> he just, yeah, he didn't even tell you. He's just, I was just going to just yeah. go and stand in here for a minute. And then, just shut in the in, and then just shut in the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's done it with everything and he'll do it again. A... And, yeah, we forget, apparently. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I try not to look at it so much now because it just, I'm just full of despair. You know, I just funny. I was talking to someone the other day, and we were talking about uh, people with extreme views and stuff. Mm. And then there's certain names that come up, and you go, you know, there was like, yeah, you know, I used to love Father Ted, and I used to love the IT crowd and things like that. And there's, and I haven't watched them since everything that's gone on. And there's a part of me that's quite sad about that because they were really good TV shows, and you're like, do I write the whole thing off because of what they're connected to? And then you've got. The reason the conversation started was because Jordan Peterson was brought up. Mm. And I remember when I first heard about him and there was a couple of things he said and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Sort of like life things, you know, like, you know, like be decent to yourself. Like, you know, like if you tidy up a bit and do this and the other, you'll feel a bit better. And I was like, oh, that makes kind of sense. And then he just goes off on this mad trajectory and you go like, oh, well, I can't, I can't be behind this. We go, but does that, that, that then cancel out what he said earlier that I kind of liked? With individuals, though, it's different, mm. isn't it? Like, you can... It's, like, you could go and find the bits that you liked from Jordan P- Peterson in other an- avenues of less problematic yeah. people. Whereas, if it's something like the IT crowd or Father Ted, like... Yeah, it's... I don't know where I sit on it, but it's difficult to, like, write a whole thing off because of the actions of one man. Like, there are so many amazing things about Father Ted... Um, that are are brilliant and enjoyable as with the IT crowd. So yeah, with, with that I don't I don't yeah, it's think it's a difficult you, one, isn't it? I don't think you'd be cancelled for consuming it. I think it's just stuff like, you know, if you watch a Weinstein film and his name comes up at the beginning, you kind of look at it and go, oh, I'm gonna have to turn that off now because I can't get the name Weinstein and his actions out of my head. Mm. So it, it that's more sort of a a personal accountability thing because yeah, it's less about thinking about money going directly into the pocket of that awful person. It's more about thinking, how do mm. I feel about how do I feel about consuming this now that it's like tainted with the name of this? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. If you, if I did this thing where if I took, I sort of went through DVDs and things like that. I mean, like if I take out everything that's not connected to a sex offender, or something, this is like, a thing. you're left with I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. So, nothing. Left with nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, so everything's just attached to something because human beings can be fucking shit sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you're just, or you're just left with a manuscript of your own show because you're <laughs> the only one that you can be certain hasn't done a sex offence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go, yeah. oh, I haven't been, I haven't done a sex offence, but was, uh, I've been a bit of a shitty person. Wow. Oh, I call, I call my, yeah, I called someone <laughs> gay when I was twelve. Oh. <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> oh, cancel myself. Sit in a box. <laughs> Not do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so your so your new show mm. is what's it called? Transience. I hate the name. I think it's an absolute shit name. It pisses me off. I, I, all I want is one of those names where you say it in a podcast interview and people go, "Oh, that's good." <laughs> but I've gone for fucking transience. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was all right at the start, I guess. You when you first came up with it, you were like, "Oh, that's it." I first came up with it during lockdown one when. I've, I've said that I say this in the show. I thought I was going to get a lot more reading done than I did, so I than I did. So I chose something like cerebral because I thought this is going to be a smart, clever show. What it's transpired to be is just sort of a handful of thoughts about the darts. So, <laughs> but it was basically meant to be a pun on like I was going to do this thing about you know the mutability of time, nothing lasts forever, blah blah blah, everything changes, and then that was one thread, and then the other thread was about like trans science transience gender and stuff like that and the initial like wanky bit kind of fell away and now it is just sort of a look at gender masculinity um you know gender fluidity transness all of that kind of stuff but hopefully in like a really fun playful silly way because i basically would like you know those blokes that we've spoken about who might not necessarily you know just have a different life experience mm. could come into the show and I've broken down just a little bit of my experience in like a fun, silly, playful way for them where they don't feel patronised. I basically yeah. want everyone to be able to come to the show and like 
not feel lectured to or patronized or anything or like like i'm wagging a finger at them i'm just going oh this is how my life is isn't that quite funny um you know if you like me then maybe you could be a bit kinder to people also like me because you know we're not we're not a bunch of villains trying to attack your wives. <laughs> I think you've hit, the, you've hit the nail on the head as well. What people are looking for now is they want to laugh. They want to laugh. They want to have fun because everyone's under so much pressure now that if they've invested in a show, they're like, I just, I don't want to be, I don't want to be preached at. I just, it's like, you can talk about all these topics and things as long as, you know, as long as it's comedy, as long as it's fun. I think yeah. there's an element, especially with Edinburgh, people are getting a little bit serious. And you're like, like my show's just, it's just thoughts and, and stories from my life. Yeah. Things that I think, but the, the but the, there's no real theme to it. It's just, I want you to laugh for an hour and then you can fuck off and do what you got to do. And yeah. that's it. You know, oh, I'm I looking think, forward you know, to come and see it, mate. That's great. I'll come see, see what, you as well. See what... um nice uh, tidy poo has fallen out your ass <laughs> you watch you go oh no you needed to work on this mate this <laughs> you just had a good gig at mac and yeah yeah <laughs> nah, it's gonna be good it's gonna be good uh so where can we find you on the socials chloe at chloe pets i'm gonna spell pets for you we're talking papa echo tango tango sierra Get in. Look at that. Um, that's good one. That. Uh, that's on Instagram, Twitter. I've got last couple of my tour shows uh, going on, and then Edinburgh, yep. the whole of it. Six pm, Pleasance upstairs, buzzing. And then I'm touring Transients again in the spring. Okay. And I'll be, but I'll be working up a new show as well. Which right. I've got excited about already. What's yeah, no. Nice. It's going to be Edinburgh. It's almost like we give a shit. <laughs> Weirdly, <laughs> after said not giving a fuck. Yeah, yeah. I give, I give too much of a fuck. <laughs> you won't one day. You won't. <laughs> uh, you, this has been lovely. I'll see you in Edinburgh. Uh, it's been an absolute joy. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Thanks for far me, too man. long. Thanks, Chloe. Uh, Cheers, yeah. mate. Appreciate it. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by DarkHorseDigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.